on River Street with the oxygen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So normally I'm at Portland site, but... I don't know, I just wanted to make sure I had like good audio and shit, so I didn't... I didn't even know they had a studio there. Hey, we, ju we just got it like, uh, it's been there for three years, but I did, uh... I, I was a roommate there, and it's like mostly just music shows, and then when the fourth floor like opened up, I leased it out with like the two dudes who were right on the top floor, and uh, I just made like a film studio out of it, but... What's up? Microphone. Oh, you gonna close? Okay, let me see. Oof. Checkity, uh. checkity. Checkity, checkity. Checkity, checkity, beckity, beckity. Nay, yay, nay, yay, nay. Peter Piper. <laughs> Peter Parker picked the patch. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Give a fuck what questions you ask me, nothing is off limits. Okay, cool, bro. That's the way I do my yeah, show. No, it's all good, bro. I don't really know you that well. <laughs> like, I'm just, uh, you can ask me. I know, I know a little bit about, you know, like, I, I've heard a little, I've heard of you. I know the lore. Lore? I didn't even know there was lore. There is some lore. Yeah. There is some lore, but not not that much that I really like. I, I hope it's good like, lore. At least. It's, it's, it's decent lore, bro. It's Got some decent lore. That's good. That's good. Oof. I just gotta do a rolling. How long has this place been here? What's that? This place? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I met Marv maybe like a year ago. Um, I've Marv since high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's some of the lore. Some of the lore <laughs> I've got. Yeah, you and uh, and Will. Will White, Will White's here a lot Will, too. Yeah, Will. Yeah, wow. Will I haven't seen Will in a long time. I think he might show up. He's uh, he's he's here most of the time. It's like it's like a little crew of people. It's cool. Nice. Yeah. I think last time I saw Will was like he like fucking deleted me on Facebook or some shit. I have no idea. I have no. I don't know what the fuck that was about, but fuck it. Um, I don't know. Are you are you rolling? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Let me get a, the beginning of a track. You got fat as fuck, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> I've actually lost weight. I was 306 pounds in January, bro. Yeah, I lost a ton of weight. What? What'd you do? What's, Me? What's, what's your secret? Go to the gym, bro. Uh, I, was, I almost fucking died, bro. Uh, really? Yeah. We'll talk about that if you want. Yeah, yeah sure. It's fine. Yeah, we can talk about that. Oh no, no, no! I know. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's what I want. Like a beginning. Like intro music? Yeah, I got you. I'll rock. I'll rock it like this. I can control it like this. Yeah, just get let me give me give me like the start of a track though. Okay. Alright, right, where? Ready to rock? What's up? I said ready to rock. Oh, yeah, you're ready to rock. I'm like, oh, what's the rock? When he plays the music, it's gonna come to yeah, the speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just usually do like just a roll and fucking. Gotcha. Intro. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Afternoon FM. Today, I am joined by Billy Prempe, the ninth congressional candidate for Patterson, New Jersey's uh, district. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I, don't I don't know if I got that right. Or close enough. Close, close enough. enough. All right, where? Uh, thank you for joining me today, well, bro. Well, thank you for having me, Matt. No problem, bro. Uh, never met this man before, but I know of his lore. It's funny because I've, I've been—I've never met you either, but I've—I've I've actually been following your your uh, your Instagram for about maybe a year now, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, it. I didn't—I don't know—I don't know how I came across you or whatever. Or you did some interview with somebody. I don't remember who exactly. But uh, I was like, hey, this guy's pretty tight. I like what he's talking about. Thanks, you know? man. I appreciate that. Yeah, you, I, I see you get up more than most graffiti artists, bro. <laughs> I get up? Yo, yeah. You're like, <laughs> yo, your stickers, bro, are fucking like everywhere, that bro. Was, that was probably... So it's funny because it's like, you know, uh, I actually stole that idea from my opponent. Because, like, that's what he did back in, like, 1995. He still got stickers that are up yeah, since 1995. Yeah, I've, I've seen the old Pascal for yeah. those stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's pretty smart. I, well, at least I thought it was smart. I think it's smart. Uh, you know, I was trying to go for, like, the Coca-Cola effect. Everywhere you go, even where they don't <laughs> sell Coca-Cola, you see Coca-Cola somewhere. Yeah. You know, and I figured, hey, you know, if, if the name's everywhere, it'll help get the name out. Yeah. Like, those stickers have gone as far as, like, Costa Rica. There's, I've seen a couple of them. Some of them I've seen in Mexico. Really? Yeah, some people have them in DR. Las <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> Arizona, That's and I'm crazy. like, bro, you can't even vote for me. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. people will travel out there, put them like, yo, Billy, I got you on top of the, the freaking statue over here or something. You know, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty funny. I wasn't expecting it to, um, I wasn't expecting it to take off like that. That was yeah. pretty. pretty uh, yeah, funny. No, it the, worked though, man. The stickers are fucking everywhere, bro. Like, uh, yeah, bro, it's crazy. It's like. Anytime I'm like looking, because I'm a big fan of the graffiti in the area, so like I'll look at it's like you it's like uh, once in a while. You used to? Yeah. Uh, Who's tagging? Off the record, off the record. Yeah, true that, true that, true that, true that, true that. He doesn't tag, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't tag. I don't condone. He doesn't do that at all. No, no, but I'll see it's like Sinus and like fucking MK Ultra, whoever the fuck MK Ultra is. I've seen MK Ultra since like what '99 or something like that. Yeah, that name shows up quite a bit. Yeah, still shows up. Still, yeah. Okay, Ultra, Narc used to be a big one. Narc, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, dude, you're like, I'm like, I'm like, and then there's always a Billy Prempe sticker. Like, I'm like, 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 Billy, Billy is like, I'm just in mad spots, man. Yeah, I had a homie who, who, he put up probably like, I'd say probably like 70% of those. Really? He was like an Uber driver, yeah. He was, oh, like, word. He was my homie, and like, he, he freaking took his van and converted it into like an RV type thing. So he's like, like I do Uber, I live in the van, so mm. he'll go to like all the restaurants and all the stops and like just tag them all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck are you Ubering and li- having an event convert? Like, are they, they don't know. like, no, like Uber Eats. Oh, Uber okay, Eats, all right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 I'm like, damn. That I'm like, that is a Uber. whole level of comfort. Yeah, like, hey, you want a ride? Just go take a nap like, in the back. Why someone has done that at house? Yeah, 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 it's a hotel at that point. Yeah, uh, but yeah, bro, let's uh, get a little bit into like your background, man. Like, uh, where are you from? Like, tell me like your early life. Um, so I'm from Patterson, New Jersey. Lived in Patterson my whole life. Your producer Marvin, we went to high school together. Uh, uh, back in 2008, I believe it was. We went to we were back in high school. And we graduated. Um, lived there my whole life. First generation American. My parents they immigrated here in uh, 1984, hmm. and uh, from where from Ghana, West oh. Africa. Nowhere. And um, you know, I never really thought about getting into politics or anything like that mm. ever until like you know things kind of got real. It's like when I was about uh, what was that 2009. 
when I was 19 years old, like, you know, right after I graduated high school and stuff, I went to college one semester at PCC in Patterson, yeah. right? And I went for business administration. And I'll never forget this. I'm sitting in there, and the teacher is like, uh, he's writing all this theory on the wall, all this stuff about business. You do this, you do that, and that's business and whatnot. And I'm like, I don't know why. I'm the only person that raised my hand. I'm like, uh, what businesses have you ran, man? Like, have you ever ran a business? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, these these are the theories to, you know, starting a business and getting it off the ground. And I'm like, that's cool, man. But have you ran a fucking business? Mm. Well, no, I ha bro, I immediately got up and walked out because I'm like, I'm about to go into debt for this. And it's not a lot of money. Granted, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a community college, but I wasn't getting financial aid or anything. But yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to pay for that. And, you know, I decided to, to go to the Air Force instead, uh -huh. which was a pretty interesting experience. Um, How was it? I was like the the process of just like getting in and like the starting. It was actually pretty difficult. So funny story that not a lot of people know. I almost didn't even make it into the military, bro, huh. because uh, at the um, at the processing center in New York, they're like doing like an ear inspection. And they're like, yo, you got this giant thing of earwax in your ear. And I'm like, what the hell? Mm. So this guy's like spending like a freaking hour trying to get this thing out. The mm. building's about to close. Like if you don't process at a certain time, you're out. And I'm like, dude, do whatever the hell you got to do to get it out. And this freaking guy got a cotton ball about this big that mm. has been stuck in my ear since I was like freaking 12. Cause really? like, yeah, dude. Because like I remember taking a shower. Water would always get stuck in my ear. I never knew how the hell that was happening, but yeah. this is how it was. It was just absorbing. And that's exactly what yeah. it was, man. Yeah. Uh, so crazy. you got that out. Um, <laughs> the process was a little bit difficult, um, you know, compared to the other branches quite a bit. But uh, did that for a little bit. Was stationed in England. Um, lived in England for about two years. Hmm. And um, when I came back to New Jersey, oh, it's back, what, 2000. 11, I believe it is. Hmm. Yeah, I decided to leave. Or I decided to leave the military early. Um, well, actually, I requested separation to leave early. This was around the time they were reducing the forces in the military. Yeah. Obama, the piece of shit, came in there, and uh, I actually voted for the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to be a. You know, used to be a Democrat. I used to be a fucking idiot. Yeah. And um, I know. I'm sorry if that offends. <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. I don't mean. I don't, I don't mean that in an offensive way. And I'm not talking about Democrats. I mean, I personally was uh -huh. an idiot. No, I personally was an idiot back then. I didn't really, you know, like vote for Obama. Why? He's the black guy. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I literally had no idea what his policies were, what he stood for. Just you know, great speaker, like the guy. Then I went to uh, the military, and then he started dropping bombs in Libya, utilizing our forces to get involved in wars we had no business in. Mm -hmm. He utilized NATO to take control of our military to go out there and drop these bombs in Syria, Yemen, Lebanon, and in England, we were doing the support missions mm. for um, for Operation Odyssey Dawn. That's where we went into Libya and basically destroyed the closest thing to a first world nation in Africa. Mm. And by doing that, um, that allowed ISIS to take the stronghold, you know, mm. Boko Haram, Al-Nusra, many of these groups, uh, Al-Qaeda, a lot of these guys, or the remnants, I should say, of those groups that came together, created ISIS, took control of Libya, and uh, they started an open-air slave trade, bro, where to this day, mm. right? Which a lot of people are not to aware this of this. Day. Yeah, <laughs> to, this, to this day, bro, there are so many Africans, bro, that are being sold into slavery. Jesus. Right? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. First black president destroyed the closest thing to a first-world nation in Africa, and many, many people that look like me, even some from my parents' home country, are being kidnapped and sold off into slavery, bro. Huh. Yeah, man. Slavery, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there are more slaves on the planet today than at any other than at any other point in human history. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, bro. Human trafficking is a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous business, oh, yeah. dude. 
Um, it's sick, bro. It's yeah. like it's. It, it, I think I believe it makes twice as much as the international drug trade at this point, bro. Really? Yeah, dude. Because huh. think about this, bro. You, you can sell a bag of drugs once, right? Mm. You can sell a human many, many times over. How so? Simple. Like. You it's like, yeah. okay? I'll give yeah. you an example. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'll give you an example. No, right? I'm not into that. that so, of human trafficking. So, 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 so the whole Libya thing that happened it really opened my eyes to how bad the human trafficking problem is, mm. because if I if if and I'm not even I'm not even gonna say I because I'm not about that life. I'll, I'll shoot a pedophile 100. percent But mm. like, if you kidnap somebody. And you, you 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 put them in slavery. Let's say sex slavery, for example. Right? I don't, you're not gonna get banned or anything, right? What? what no, 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 bro. It's all channel? good. You're, okay, you're good. all good. You're like all I good. Didn't know if they're gonna cut you off. No, 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 no. But shit, dude. There's three people with like. No, <laughs> they like stormed the compound. No. Yeah. Man, well, I've, I've, I've we'll, we'll talk about that later. But what? <laughs> but um, um, no, not storming the compound. I'm talking uh, about getting banned and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you can sell a bag of drugs once, man. Mm. But uh. You sell, you kidnap someone, you put them in sex slavery, for example, bro. Mm. One person gets kidnapped, they could be turning people all night for the rest of their life from like the age of five. Many people mm. don't even realize that this kind of stuff is going on. And then when they have no use for them, you cut them up and you sell their body parts. Jesus Christ. Yeah, bro. It's mind-blowing, right? <laughs> oh my God, it's a scary, dude. uncomfortable truth a lot of people don't want to talk about. But it opened my eyes to... to uh, a, a lot of things, man, and I, I think my real political awakening happened back in um, 2011. Um, Occupy Wall Street. That was what 2010? No, no, that was like 2013 or something like that, right? Yes, yes. I was, it living... was right before I went to LA. So yeah, about, 2013. about, about 2013, right? Yeah. So I was living in um, in Astoria at that time. Oh, where? Right. I was and... in Brooklyn. I was at Bushwick, and I was living with this guy who was a socialist. It's the first time in my life I ever physically met a socialist. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I always heard about him on television and stuff like that. And like a fucking dumbass, I was ultra intrigued mm. by, uh, you know, some of the things. What are you doing with the lights? Oh. <laughs> but uh, they could hear us in there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, hear... all right, let's keep going. Anyway, so, so, right. anyway. <laughs> so um, you know, I'm intrigued to learn more, right? Like, this guy's showing me Karl Marx and all these books. We're sitting down and watching all these demogra these documentaries. Yeah, fuck capitalism and all that. Straight up, straight up hardcore socialists. Like, fuck Oh, like, through yeah. the roof, bro. But right. but the thing that was interesting about him is he wasn't a stupid guy by any means. He was probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. Totally fucking wrong on economic policy, but I think he was an incredibly intelligent guy. And one day he's like, hey, come with me to this rally, man. It's this, uh, this, uh this church in Manhattan we go to, right? We go there and there's probably about 200 people inside this place, right? Mm. It was a rally for like security workers or something, like a security workers union or whatever, raise the minimum wage and they're shouting all this shit. And I'm like, Rent's yeah. too damn high. <laughs> no, this is before uh, that uh, movement. Before that, yeah. this is before that uh, movement happened. But uh, you know, people like raise the minimum wage and all this. And I'm like, man, this is um really interesting, bro. Like the guy is up there, he's giving this really awesome speech. And, you know, a lot of the things he's saying seem to make sense. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I can kind of get behind this, bro. But this woman that was to the right of me, if, if this woman was not next to me, bro, my political trajectory would have never freaking changed, bro. Mm. But this woman was sitting next to me, bro. She had like these gauges this in the This is the Obi-Wan moment. Yeah. Well, not necessarily Obi-Wan. More like I became Obi-Wan. Uh -huh. I had no choice at this point. So this lady to the right of me, she's got like these gauges in her ears. She had this freaking sky blue mohawk. 
And I'm, I, I was like kind of like chatting with her the whole time, right? It's the purple hair chick. Yeah, it's just light blue, but no, right, right, yeah. purple hair chick. Yeah. So I'm, I'm listening to her. I'm listening to, uh, uh, I mean, we're having this conversation. I'm like, man, like, I, I kind of like this. She's like, yeah, you should consider being a socialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so if we raise the minimum wage, how do we, how do we pay for it? Bro, this chick looked me dead in the eyes and said, we eat the rich. That's how we do it. Hmm. And I was like, what do you mean we eat the rich? It's like, we fucking kill the rich and take their money. Mm. And I'm looking at her like, there's no way you really believe. I didn't say that to her, but right. in my head, I'm like, you don't really believe that. Like, yeah. like you're I mean, just going to kill there's, people. There's got to be, I mean, she's not going to kill them. That's no. just, she's just giving a figure yeah. of speech. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm thinking is like, th there's got to be more rationale to this, right? There's got to be an actual, because like everything you guys are talking about sounds like it makes sense mm. until you ask the question, how do you pay for a system like this to raise this, raise that, give that person money, give that? Because, you know, before that, I was studying a lot about like the fraction reserve banking system the federal reserve how money is you familiar with how money is created and all that federal reserve bank somewhat okay somewhat so simplest way to explain the federal reserve bank is the united states does not print its own money contrary to popular belief we do not hmm. the federal reserve is not a federally owned entity that's owned by the united states it's a guy it's a bank that was created by various international banks right so what the federal reserve does is they don't give you money what the Federal Reserve does is the United States government, let's say they need $100,000 for simplicity's sake, right? We need $100,000. They print up $100,000 in government bonds, which is basically an IOU that yeah. says I'll pay you back in a certain period of time. In return, the Federal Reserve gives you $100,000 in Federal Reserve notes. Prior to 1913, every single U.S. dollar was backed in gold. Hmm. It actually had a tangible value. Yes. Yeah, I, I, uh, right? I, had a, I had a whole podcast with Peter Schiff. You ever hear this guy? Yeah, Peter Schiff on you? Uh, not on Afternoon FM. Uh, for... I do recording for uh, for a marketing agency. We met him at PR. Right? He was talking about how it was all. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant political, uh, not political, brilliant uh, economic mind. That guy, man. One of my uh, really good. Never yeah. met him. Yeah, but him him like and one of my mentors. mentors. Shout out to Alexander Kidd. Uh, yeah, we did a whole podcast. Why on do, I don't know why that name sounds familiar. Alexander uh, Kidd. He's uh, weird mythos. Going to Burning Man with him next month. It's gonna be a fucking blast. Man. Always wanted to go to that. Not so much anymore. But back then, it's uh, it's I'm. I'm like training for it, bro. I'm like, yeah. fucking yeah, dude. I'm like doing cardio every day for that shit, bro. It's <laughs> gonna, gonna be nuts. Out. I can't wait. It's gonna be. I'm shooting a, a like a pilot for uh, uh, Marv. Shout out to Marv and Bravery Studios. Uh, we're doing like someone like of a media like company. So it's like an offshoot necessarily of Afternoon FM, where uh, you're aware of the chicken videos. The like the of like fucking uh, American fried chicken and the fucking like you know, I've been doing these, like, like the generic chicken spot. Uh, yeah, 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 the yeah, spot yeah. next to the BP. I did this yeah. like this like viral video and it's like kind of given me a lot of access to a lot what, of the what, kitchens what in was, here. What was the video? Uh, I don't know. I was just going, but my buddy wanted to get chicken at midnight. And we were like, and it was like kind of like an afterthought. It's an interesting place after. Midnight, yes, it right? is. It's a very interesting <laughs> place after 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 that's, dark. That's I was like, dude, you're not going alone. It was like fucking like The Last of Us. Fucking, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm like, you're not going alone. So me and my buddy shot to John Page. We went there, and I was like, look at this fucking place. And I just made like, a, I made like a TikTok as like a, like a but I, I don't know. I, I hadn't gotten a lot of traction on TikTok. I'd made a couple of them that went, but I, I thought it was like shadow banned. I woke up, and it was like the fucking whole city saw this fucking TikTok. That and the religious war in downtown. That one's gotten decent traction. Religious uh, war is that the one where the guy yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like Isaiah 35, 36. Yeah, that was great. All right, awesome.
You're lucky you can at least post on TikTok. Every time I post something on TikTok, it can be completely non-politically related, bro. It'll get shut down. Oh, they, they take it down completely? Yeah, they'll say, oh, it's copyright or hate speech or some bullshit. There's some, mm. you know, some freaking, you know, I don't know, some some overly sensitive person on the internet's probably like, yeah, you know what? Like, are you getting the reporting on it? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I would get shadow banned a lot, I feel like. Uh, but no, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I use it as I'm mostly just photography. Like, uh, it's normally just, like, street photography and, like, you know, like, my films and shit. Yeah. So, uh, TikTok I use as just an outlet to just do, like, my funny little stupid bits. And I did it, and I did it as an afterthought, but, it, like, it got viral in the city. And then, like, I went to, like, zigzags, and guys like, dude, fucking, you know what I mean? Do, do one right here. Or do Someone one right zigzags here. on uh, Straight Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, fucking, uh, I, so, Marv was starting this, uh, this, like, media adventure where we're doing, like, a TV, like, channel with, like, a bunch of different shows. Uh, I'm doing one called Hood famous where you basically go to like you know america like american fried chicken you know what i mean like fucking like zigzags uh dj deli but you know once in a while you got to get like out of patterson and like you know new jersey and manhattan area so like burning i'm doing the cuisine of burning man which is gonna be pretty nuts the cuisine, you're gonna go to all the spots yeah bro i'm like walking eating paella naked in the desert bro. that it's sounds fucking, like a uh sounds like a trip bugged out situation man <laughs> it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna be dope though it's gonna be great content yeah. it's like a film man i want to like big fan of anthony bourdain but you know yeah. i'm like i don't know i wasn't wasn't expecting the fucking midnight TikTok of the by the bp to be the fucking entryway well, into a bourdain that, at least you could put something on TikTok, man i put a video up of me making a beat right that i physically made on my mpc right oh, like it's a video shit. of me making the beat on TikTok and before anybody even played the video, copyright. And I'm like, I made this song. How yeah. is it copyright, bro? Wait, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I made this. but I, I get it sometimes, uh, which is funny because I sampled this song that's literally playing. Uh, and uh, I sampled this song, but I get copyrights on my own beats as well. Well, because it's somebody else's beat. No, I know, but I'm like, are you a sampler or are you, uh, are you No, I'm I, I actually make electronic music, bro, so like I can make everything from scratch. Melodies, right. beats, bass, drum, all that stuff. I heard a little bit of the history. I... Uh, with like with Marv and this guy Fusion or Juan. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. What's uh? Tell me, tell me a little bit about this thing. Like, so I, I knew. Like I, I said I know a little bit of the lore. I don't know you. I knew, I knew, uh, I knew Juan since uh, seventh grade. Man, it's my best friend. Been friends ever since. Um, we we started a podcast back in 2015. Speak your mind radio that started off as a joke. You know, we were like, hey, well, we should just do a radio show, like, and just play, like, SoundCloud rappers and shit, right? Yeah. And, you know, we did it. First episode, we would do, like, these little skits. There was always, like, a random episode or something like that going on on the show. And uh, while we're doing the show, uh, you know, we're doing it for a while. And we're like, yo, wouldn't it be dope if we can, because this is before Spotify, before Facebook Live, YouTube, all the live stuff, bro. Like, yeah. We were like doing some shit no one else did yeah like i figured out how to you know develop an iphone app an android app and then we built a server in juan's house and then we freaking linked the server to the app and then whenever we would live stream it would live stream directly to the app so the oh. only way to hear the the podcast was to actually download our app from the app store and tune it in Word. and um we were in the flow yeah dude yeah. and and we would only play um we would only play unsigned artists, people on on um, spot on on SoundCloud. I mean, we had the show went as far as like Sweden, UK, Germany. Like we had a lot of artists like rapping stuff we couldn't even understand. But like, yo, that beats fire. You know what I mean? So um, 
<laughs> so we did that. For, we, did, we did that for quite a while in 2015. Um, I left the show, uh, got divorced from my ex-wife. Piece of shit. But um, <laughs> uh, nah, I got, hey, 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 hey. I got no ill will. Oh, for no, her, no. Bro. I don't. I don't care. No, I don't I'm have any kidding. ill will for. Her. I'm just joking. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but uh, in 2015, I left, and um, you fast forward to about 2000, and nothing much happened. Obviously, from that point, 2015 up until about. Uh, 2020 in 2020 um got a phone call from old childhood friend who hits me up one day and he's like yo you want to go to a trump rally mm. like trump's coming to new jersey and i'm like trump in new jersey now mind you just for a little bit of backstory i fucking hated trump my whole life bro hated yeah. the dude i never liked him never thought i could relate with him nothing like that right like mm. my father on the other hand thought he was just dope like you know american dream this is the guy and um while uh I started to hate this guy. It wasn't until I, I started to actually hear what he wanted to do and what he was talking about. Like, for example, we wanted to strengthen our military, which is a big deal to me. You know, our military under Barack Obama was a freaking disaster. Right now, our military is an absolute joke. You're serving under Barack Obama's military. I, I served under Barack Obama's military, yeah, and it became ultra pussified under Barack Obama. Hmm. They weren't getting the equipment that was necessary in certain in, in certain situations the government was constantly going through debt shutdowns where there was always this fear that you might not get paid because you know the government didn't pay their bills or whatever yeah the it was like maybe. i remember like the clock going on like yeah CNBC yeah yeah remember that, like, the debt like, ceiling like, is approaching yeah. they, just gotta, they gotta milk those ratings bro <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. so you, you know so with the fucking uh with the ocean i'm sorry i need to figure out but the ocean gate shit man i was like real i, I watched news for the first time in a long time because it was like it's like I remember watching, and it was uh, like the bottom scroll was a fucking was like how the stocks are performing. Yeah. And then there was like how much time until everybody they have this dies. This much oxygen, bro. Yeah. How much time until everybody dies? And there was like a fucking like you know random like Kim Kardashian esque fucking stupid pop shit that was on the front <laughs> screen, and I was like, this is like way too much stimulation for. And it was like, and then like somewhat no local news above the stock, and I'm like, yeah. there's like four or five things of where my eye is supposed to go, and one of them is like death, finance, fucking pulp, and then like shit that kind of matters. Freaking uh, sensory <laughs> overload, man. Yeah, bro. Like, what but, um, kind of fucking society are we living in? Forgot what the heck I was saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh goddamn, I was like, bro. I forgot uh, what I'm saying. Um, uh, what's it called? The uh, government shutdown under Obama. Right. So, 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 so all this nonsense was happening, and you know, I'm hearing some of the things that Trump's talking about. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna wipe out ISIS, and they're like, how? And when he gave that answer, when he was like. Uh, why would I tell you on national television what I'm going to go and do to the enemy, bro? Mm. That's what the previous presidents did. They find out. That's why they couldn't catch Ol they couldn't catch Osama, who I believe has been dead since 2001. But that's a different story. But you know, because we, <laughs> but because we haven't, uh, uh, you, you, you're telling your, your what you're going to do in advance. You're going to get these guys to run away, right? He started talking about how the Federal Reserve Bank is an absolute joke and how our, our country needs to, like, you know, number one, reduce our taxes. We need a much fairer and equitable tax system. And the number one thing that got me the most was he was like, we need to build that wall. Mm. And I was like, you know, absolutely. And the reason why, right, there were a lot of sheep that were like, oh, it's racist to build the wall. And I was like, you sneak into Mexico, you're going to prison, dog. Mm. You sneak into Canada, you're going to prison. 
You go to any other country, you sneak across the border, you go to prison. In the United States, you're a bigot if you sneak if you if you tell someone they can't sneak in. Mm. Right? And I say to everybody, is like if, if you think that the wall is racist, sleep with your door wide open. Because that's exactly what's going on in the border, bro. In 2021, I actually went to the southern border. I went to Mexico and everything. We can talk about that in a second. But mm. it is not a joke what the hell is going on out there. Like, the stuff you see on TV, bro, it's not even 5% of what's actually going on out there, bro. Mm. Like, the stuff that's happening is insane. So, my parents, they came to this country. They busted face to get here the right way. Not only that, but they also brought 12 other relatives with them. No, 14 other relatives into the United States. Every single one of them going through the process legally. Every single one of them paying their way. Every single one of them putting their hand on the Bible and swearing and becoming an American citizen. Every mm. single one of them doing it the right way. I don't give a fuck how much poverty you're in mm -hmm. or what you're going through or how bad your life is. It's terrible and I understand. Mm. But my parents were going through the exact same thing. Probably worse, mm. uh, depending on what, what the circumstances that some of these people are going in. Right, so it's like there's you, you got to do it the right way, no matter which country you're in. Hmm. And if you keep the border open, this is another thing that a lot of people don't like to hear because it's the absolute reality. If you support the border being wide open and you support people just walking in, then you are the biggest asset to the cartels. You're not only the biggest asset to the cartels, but you're a tremendous proponent for human slavery and sex trafficking. Because hmm. that's exactly what's happening on the southern border. Hmm. Did you know that one in every three women and children that cross that border get sexually trafficked? They get their organs harvested. They do all kinds of crazy things to these people. Hmm. If you ever go to the southern border, there's two things you're going to see a lot of. You're going to see a lot of little girls' panties all over the floor. So you can take a wild guess what the fuck's happening to these children. You're going to find lots of them, bro. Like, when I say lots, I'm talking about, like, a disturbing amount of them, bro. Mm. You're going to see a lot of little girls' panties, and you're going to see a lot of these plastic wristbands. I got videos of them on my Instagram of these plastic wristbands, right? And these plastic wristbands are given to you by the cartel. You can't just run across the border like many people think, right? Mm. You could if you're lucky, but then you also got to not... And that's not just dodging the border patrol. But you also got to dodge these coyotes and the... Uh, and, and dodging the and by coyotes, I'm talking about the people that smuggle. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Because Kamala no, Harris, I, know, I think I know it the was coyotes. Kamala Harris. Think it was, was like, oh, coyotes. They think that animals are getting them. I'm like, you must be dumb. But you're not just sneaking past them, but you're sneaking past the cartels. That's a checkpoint that they control, mm. right? So if you want to get past that cartel, I mean, if you want to get past that border, these cartels, you pay them a certain amount of money. The the, the lowest I've seen on one of those wristbands was like eight thousand dollars, right? Mm. So you got a poor family who's going through tremendous amounts of trauma and all kinds of jacked up situations because it doesn't just harm Americans, the, the, the southern border crisis. If anything, the Mexicans are suffering even more with mm. that border being wide open because it becomes a business that is also exploited, yeah. right? Then these Democrats will go out and then they'll lie to you. Oh, we'll give you this, we'll take care of you, we'll give you, this, give you driver's license, give you health care, we'll give you all this kind of crap and entice them to come across the border. Right? You come across those borders, you got to deal with the cartels. Oh, you don't have the money? We're going to fuck your daughter. And then we're going to sell her until you give us the money. Oh, you got the money? Well, your daughter's dead. Mm. Jesus. Very harsh reality, right? <laughs> pretty hard. It's, a pretty tough, it's a pretty tough pill to swallow, bro, but that's what's happening. Mm. Right? The loophole, uh, I mean, what, so, so not a loophole, but when I went to the southern border, bro, another thing that, that really... Um, that really scared, not really scared me, but really opened my eyes to what's going on down there, bro, is our government is literally bringing them in. How so? I'll tell you. So if you're, if you're coming across the border, right, they have these buses that are paid for, right, by, uh, by um, 
can't remember the name for NGOs, non-government organizations, right? Mm. So charities, Catholic charities is one of them, which really disappointed the hell out of me once I found that out. So Catholic charities is one of them. And several of these other groups, they basically receive donations and, and financing some of the times from the government to actually go and bring these people in. So you'll see hundreds of these white buses round the clock. They look like those prison buses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round the clock, they'll go past the border and back in, right? So if they see you walking in, they'll go pick you up. They'll take you to the processing station, give you a nice haircut, give you a shower, give you some food that we're fucking paying for, by mm -hmm. the way, right? They'll give you all this stuff. Then they'll give you a ticket and say, where do you want to go? Oh, I want to go to New Jersey. Okay. Here's a ticket to New Jersey. You need to come back in four years for your court date. You think they're coming back? No. But no, they're, they're not. This is... Wait, so so wait a minute. So this so prison bus is picking up these people. If they see it, like if, if they're if, if they're within like a close proximity to the uh, if to they're the like border? a right. So there's like two. There's two. So fences. they're bringing. So they're effectively these these buses are bringing people across the border. Not necessarily. Okay. So it's like so so depending on which part of the border you're at, right? Mm. Now, where we were was near Nuevo Progreso, Texas, right? Uh, I mean Mexico, I should say. And uh, there's two border gates, right? There's yeah. one that's uh, so there's the 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 real the the, the real Grand River that goes through. Then there's uh, a fence. There's a large stretch of land, and then there's another fence, right? If you're within that gap, right, which is still technically America, they'll pick you up, mm. right? And they'll do that. They'll bring you in. You pay for all of this. You pay for these plane tickets. You make sure they're all taken care of, and then they just dump them in your city. Hmm. Right. So all the people that are like, hey, we need to keep the border open and let these people No person's illegal. Hmm. Every single one of those dumbasses that say that will never have a random person in their house. They've never met from the other side of the world. Hmm. Not a single fucking one of them. Hmm. Right. But they want all of us and all of our tax dollars to pay for that. Hmm. Right. It doesn't benefit anybody. You literally have homeless children, homeless people, homeless veterans. Out on the streets every single day, they walk past like they're trash. But because the television and the Democrat politicians tell you no person's illegal, they think it's a good virtue to go out there and say, "Just bring them in, mm. just bring them in." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 great. They're so tolerant, mm. right? And it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to my family because it's like you went through the, the we had to bust way. our ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, granted, I was I was lucky enough to be born in this country, and praise God, my parents, you know, made that sacrifice to be able to do that. Yeah, but. Uh, Imagine that kind of frustration, bro. It's like if we had to go and do this, and then you guys are just walking right in, and yeah, not having to pay taxes. And to make matters worse, remember when they were like, uh, they're separating families, they're separating children at the border, and all this nonsense, right? You know the loophole that the Biden administration put in place to supposedly reunify these families. If you go to the southern border, a child crosses that border into mm. the United States, right? First off, the border patrol can't just send you back. And they can't arrest you and lock you in a cell. By law, they have to take you to these processing stations and basically send you somewhere else, right? If you're a child, right? And this is and this is where a lot of the human trafficking happens with the children. If you're a child, right? Someone, sometimes they'll kidnap a completely random child in Mexico, show up at the border and be like, oh, this is, this is my child, right? Oh, well, the child needs to be reunited with the family. So what they'll do is they'll write like a phone number, like on their hand or give them a piece of paper or something that they won't lose, right? Mm -hmm. Say, oh, this is the number of a relative in the United States, right? You can't verify that person's identity. You can't verify their DNA. And mind you, this is why Obama, who was the original person that put these children in cages, right? Mm -hmm. He actually did a 60 Minutes interview on this as well, too, where he was like, listen, I, I know it sounds cruel, but... 
there's a very rational reason as to why we're separating the families. We don't know who who's who and who's bringing what. Because what they'll do is they'll bring a child and say, like, oh, this is my kid. This person that's in the United States is my relative, right? So like, whoa, whoa, until we can find that out, we're not just going to drop the kid off and give it to you and take your word for it. You're coming here with no papers, no information, no nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Until we can get that information verified, we're not going to do that because it only puts that child's life in risk. I absolutely 100% agree with Obama in that situation. It's like mm-hmm. it's not fair to the child. It's not fair to anybody that's going on. And you don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. But some of these kids, they'll come in. They call that phone number. You're not allowed to find out who this guy is or who this person is, right? They're just if going. they show up. You have to just give the child to them because that oh they answered the phone. I guess that's them. Guess who's picking up those children? The guard, the coyotes, or the or the associates of the cartel. Associates, yeah, I would say associates. I, I mean, I don't think there's that many cartel people in the United States. I could be totally freaking wrong about that. Yeah. But an associate of the cartel, let's say. And guess what do you think happens with that child? Sold in human trafficking. Not just that. Sometimes they just send the child back to Mexico and repeat the process. What? How so? What, what, what would be the benefit of that? Because you can get more people in. You can seek asylum as a family. Ah, uh, okay. Wait, 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 what do you mean? So, so, for example, if you show up at the border, wife, kids, husband, whatever, right? Oh, we're yeah. a family, right? Oh, we can't separate families. Yeah. You all got to come in together. Okay. Right. So the kid is a ticket. Yeah. And even more so, if you don't know who the hell this kid is, this kid could have been kidnapped from Mexico. Oh, that person's going over there. But no, that kid is actually being sold. And you can't even stop that. Parts, <laughs> can't even stop that, bro. Oh, man. You know? So do you feel like the current ICE policies are like fucking... They don't work, bro. Yeah. Like, I've, I've interviewed so many ICE agents when I was out there at the border and spoken with them and seen what it was firsthand. Like, I thought I knew what the border problem was until I seen it with my own eyes, bro. Mm. It's impossible to unsee. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear people talking all this nonsense, like, oh, no, you're, you're, you're a bigot. I say, Shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're... You have absolutely no fucking clue what you're talking about. Mm. None at all. None at all. The Mexicans are suffering terribly under this, bro. Mm. And they just want a better life. Yeah. I feel for them. My parents wanted a better life. But when you get misled or you get... You know, sometimes freaking uh, uh, pressured yeah. or controlled by the cartel to go and do this, or oh, go smuggle, go smuggle these drugs in here if you want to get into the country. Yeah. You get in there, you don't get the Maria drugs. Full okay. Of grace type shit. Like, we interviewed, uh, uh, we interviewed a a a a, a, uh, a guy who was talking. He was telling us a story of what happened when he when he snuck into the United States, right? And he was saying that he was on a bus and there was a family that was uh, on the bus, right? They got to a checkpoint on their way to the United States where they stopped. The cartel comes in with AK-47s, and they're checking everybody's wristbands, right? So every cartel has their own wristband, their own logo, their own how much you paid, and everything. They got a whole fucking ledger tonight. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not some unsophisticated criminals like you see on the streets here. Like, they're an enterprise. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So they'll go on the buses and make sure who paid who, who paid what, and if you actually paid the money, right? Mm -hmm. And if they find out they didn't pay your money, this is what he witnessed. He said he witnessed a, a, a mother, a father, and, like, three kids. He witnessed them take the kids out of the bus told them all to get on the knees shot them all in the back of the head and the bus drove off jesus christ dude did that family deserve that nah they were just trying to get a better life yeah right but you wanted open borders some of these people that want open borders bro you just got a family killed congratulations so this all came to fruition at the trump rally in new jersey no, no, no. no well, that's right. That's a sidebar right, story. Right, but like, I'm, but like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to yeah, just we, keep, we kind, we kind trying of, to keep chronological, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, this, was, was this, like, this was in 2020. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, and then the fucking, and then they just completely firing no. squad this family. <laughs> no, 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 I was like, no. see, so that, we that, were that, talking that. about an NPC like five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Damn, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, I'm a multi-threaded talker. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know. You know, bro, so I, I have know, like dude. four different conversations. It was like Inception, on, bro. Basically, a story within <laughs> like a story I'm, within a story. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm like. So, <laughs> so we got a little too deep into the uh, into the human no, trafficking thing. It's all good. Thing. It's all good. Um, like, but, no, that was no, was, dude, speak your mind, bro. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like the radio station. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. But uh, that's what that's what. Um, that's what really drew me to what he was talking about, right? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? If the guy's going to go and do what he's going to do, I'll, I'll give him at least a year to see what's up, right? Hmm. And 2018, he got in and, bro, I never had more money in my pocket working as a regular freaking retail dude at the time, right? Hmm. I had more money in my pocket than anything I've done before. Taxes were low. Freaking finding work was good. Everybody felt good about being an American, except for the people with the blue hairs that were screaming. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But, hmm. you know, the, the country was in a very good place. So I go to this rally and it's in New Jersey and Wildwood, bro. The, the, the rally was so freaking packed that it was like four or five blocks long, this hmm. freaking the, the, this line just to go and see the dude and they had an entire park that was completely filled with people in this snake line just trying to get it they couldn't even get inside that damn building right but i was like damn trump did this in new jersey bro mm. and i was like it's not true that they say that this is a super blue state it's actually not you know so it's weird around the around the, like, the central cities but around the outskirts and suburbs man it's, it gets it gets pretty red yeah, yeah, yeah sussex yeah. as well sussex pretty fucking love sussex bro yeah. but um i uh so I, I I went to this rally with a guy named Dr. Castillo. He mm. he ran against my opponent Bill Pascrell back in 2016. Yeah, I, 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 Dr. Castillo. Yeah, man, man. Proving I haven't I haven't known personally. Uh, him. Just got back to Patterson, maybe. Probably seen his signs everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Oh, uh, Castillo. Yeah, you've yeah, yeah, seen his signs all over the place. But um, I went to the rally with him, right? And you know, I didn't know much about him. Didn't even know he ran for. Didn't know any of these things, right? So while I'm there, I'm I'm having these interviews with random people, and I get this interview with Kaylee McEnany, the former uh, uh, press secretary for Trump. She wasn't the press secretary at the time, though. But I'm doing this interview, and I'm kind of speaking my mind about the president and why I'm here and why I came out here and did this. I'm like, listen, I support what he's doing. The country's doing great. It's only been two years, and he's really killing it right now. This guy's mm. kicking ass. He's fucking ISIS up. Something that Obama's been fighting for six years, and he only got stronger. Mm. This guy comes in, no military experience whatsoever, wipes them out in under a month and a half. How is that possible? Mm. He's not a military expert. He's not a politician. can only tell you one thing. They weren't trying to stop these people. They're just trying to feed the, the, the military-industrial complex at this point. Mm. This guy did a great job. You gotta give credit where it's due. Mm. You know what I mean? Because we were out there fighting these people, and it looked like it was never gonna freaking end. Mm. You know? So I'm giving this giving a speech whatever and uh that night dr castillo we were like in the mcdonald's and he's like yo billy like and this is like the first time he said anything the whole time we were there it was quiet the whole time yeah. and he's like yo billy i was listening to everything you were saying bro and he's like yo i want to make a i want to make a proposal for you bro and i'm like what and he was like back in 2016 i ran against your opponent Mm. Well, he wasn't my opponent at the time. He was like, I ran against Bill Pascrell in 2016, and I broke a 28-year a, a record. No Republican has ever gotten more than 25% yeah. against uh, doc, against uh, Pascrell or any Democrat right in the past 28 years. And I ended the race with 27%. Ooh, sounds like a lot. It didn't really yeah. sound like too much to me at the time. But he was like, but that's a big deal. And it actually is. Yeah. So he was like, I believe that you could act. Correction. It was, uh, it was 26% he got. But she, he, but he was like, um, 
listening to the way you speak and I've been watching you and seeing how you're talking with all these other these other people like you have an understanding of the world the economy and many other things that the average person your age doesn't know it was like I think you'd be the perfect person to actually run for Congress mm. I thought he was insane I'm working at Sprint I'm selling cell phones I'm just mm. some regular fucking guy you, mm -hmm. know, you know what I mean and I'm like, I don't think I could do that, bro. I got dreadlocks. I don't look like any politician you've ever seen. And it's mm -hmm. like people would laugh at me. It just looks crazy. I can't. And he was like, that's exactly why people would gravitate to you because you don't look like a politician. You're not a politician, but you know what you're talking about, mm -hmm. right? You're a young man. You're first generation American. You're an Air Force veteran. You live in Patterson, New Jersey. Not just Patterson, New Jersey. You live in the fourth ward of Patterson, New Jersey. One of the mm -hmm. worst parts in the whole city. Yeah. No, if, if you can, if you can come from the worst part and go to the top, like. Uh, you have no idea how many people could actually story. resonate with that. Yeah, you know, and I was like, there's a lot of people that feel that they can't make it. And it's like, you can give hope to a lot of people. Yeah. And he was like, if you need mentorship, guidance, you need like a donation to get started or whatever, I'll do whatever it takes to ensure that you, you'll be successful. Why do you feel like he was passing the torch in that, in that, like, that moment? Because he, what, what he stated was, he said that the Republican Party is too old, which is true. Yeah. The Republican Party is insanely old. The, the Republican Party, for the most part, is outdated in the way that they go about politics and, and expanding their message. Mm. Many of these guys talk like they're still from the 1940s. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, we need someone young and vibrant that has conservative values, that has a, a grasp on what's going on with this specific generation. And I think you're that guy. So he told me to run. I thought about it for about maybe a month or so, and then I just said, you know what? Bill Prempe versus Bill Pascro. This is Bill, uh, Bill, Bill, Bill v. Bill. BP versus BP. Oh. You know? so, that's why I said, you know what? I'll beat this old bastard, you know? So I ran. Then COVID happened. Everything shut down. Mm. You know, uh, it was very different uh, type of atmosphere that we had going on there yeah. at the time. And, um, and I was in Lower East Side, bro, like border Chinatown. That must fucking, have happened. Oh, dude, I, I, I dipped. I went to Reading. Smart man. Yeah, oh, dude, it's like, it was weird. It was like, I remember the day COVID hit, dude. It was like, uh, I don't know what Germany was like in like 1940s, bro, but it was like fucking like, it was just weird. And I was like, it's either I, I was going to be in this like, New York apartment, great, great neighborhood. A lot of fun little hipster bars, comedy bar down the block, fucking, you know, empanada. My dumpling guy was like my therapist. I didn't, didn't speak a word of English, but that's all I needed, bro. Dumpling therapy. Dumplings, get, dude, three for 15 dumplings. Can't beat that. That's insane. Can't beat yeah. that, Yeah, dude. bro. Yeah, it was great. Can't beat that. And then uh, fucking, you know, the just shit started shutting down. I remember there was one time uh, I was riding the subway, and mm -hmm. there was this homeless guy. And it was like right after, like, you know, the news broke. Like, you know I mean, there was like, oh, like, this is happening in China, you know what I mean, for Ooh, like three months. And then it was like March 15-ish. And like, uh, I remember there was a homeless dude, it was right after like St. Patrick's Day, there's a homeless dude and he has like a shitload of fucking like Mardi Gras St. Patrick's Day beads on. <laughs> and he's got one shoe on. And then he's there and he looks at everybody and goes, <clears throat> and he starts like coughing. And everybody's like, cowards, <clears throat> cowards. No, no, and then everybody starts like, all on one fucking side of the thing, which is on like the, the complete opposite. Yeah, it's just the homeless dude just took over <laughs> the entire cart via fucking Did you wear the mask? Uh, when I was in, totally actually, no, I didn't, no, I didn't get the mask when I was there. I, I went to Reading, bro. I was in the woods. I like, I, oh I, yeah, you're not too bad then. You yeah. I went, I went to the, I was like, I remember getting, I had to, I had to dip, bro. I, I had to, I had to get there by a certain day and, um, 
Because I was like, they were going to totally take down domestic flights. But this was like when flights were like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was like 20 bucks to get to L.A. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm yeah. Out. yeah, I'm like, so I bought I bought one. And I was like, yo, there's no way that it's going to last until Monday. So I bought like Friday and Thursday. I bought like three plane tickets for the same one way. Just mm. in case the other two like defaulted. And sure enough, the other two defaulted. And I ended up in Las Vegas. And then from Vegas, I, I was in L.A. I, I was going into either Sacramento or San Francisco. But uh, the two of them defaulted. And when I was in Vegas, my flight to San Francisco defaulted. And then I, I was like, yo, just put, put me in LA, just get me in California. I can like, I'll take a Greyhound or some shit to be able to get up north. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I just took a Greyhound and I just remember like the feeling of like putting like my feet in like the soil. I'm like, dude, I'm like, Life. I, like I just escaped like, uh, like basically a jail cell for like, smart man. Yeah, no, fuck that, man. I'm like, smart that. Plan, I said, smart. I, yeah, yeah. I, I was waiting for it to all blow over, but it just didn't blow over within fucking yeah, couple months. Nah, I was not in the very beginning, bro. Like, in everybody, because when nobody knew what the heck was going on, bro, I was wearing the mask, I was wearing the gloves, like, oh, I don't yeah. want to freaking die. Yeah. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, this thing is made of paper, this thing is made in China. Yeah. This thing, bro. If 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 I can blow my vape, and this is what this is what called me. It's like I'm vaping, and I'm like lifting it and vaping and lifting it like a fool, and then I vape outside the the through the mask, and I'm like, wait a minute. If the vape can get through the mask, this virus is definitely getting through this mask. So I just thought I was like, this is dumb. Why yeah, am I doing this? Yeah. I'm not wearing this ever again, yeah, bro. Man, it was it was just yeah. It, just it was a nutty time. It was it's just so strange, dude. It was like it was a really really strange time. It's weird that it like. That like all happened. It feels like a little bit like dreamish, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. Like it's like now that the, the, all the restrictions and everything are lifted, it just feels very dreamish. I was like, oh yeah, like that totally was like a thing. And we were like rushing to get like rations. I remember the fucking oh, Target, bro. Yeah, it was nuts, dude. I remember the Target. The Target, like in Lower East Side, was fucking mayhem, dude. And with the toilet paper scared, all that the first bullshit, thing bro. Yeah, for. it was nuts. Dude. Gotta wipe was, that ass, man. Yeah, I was like, no way, bro. I'll fucking use the water and wipe my ass with a leaf, bro. Oh, yeah, man. That shit. <laughs> like, uh, COVID was a uh, was a really interesting time, man. And I don't mean to derail. I could, no, no, I could we're, 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 no we're, on the, we're on the same topic yeah. about COVID, but it's like. Uh, you know, because uh, shortly after that rally, this was like February, this is February 21st, if I'm not mistaken, of 2020. And it was around March or April. March or 15th. March 15th, was, right? was, was I, I believe, the deep When they said like, oh, this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was happened. looking at Chinese guys staring at the sky, bro. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I got to get, those... get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that, that's when all those those fake propaganda videos came out. Those guys in China that are like walking on the street and they, they randomly just collapse and yeah. die. And they're like, oh, my God, it's going to kill us. And I'm yeah. like, the first time I saw those videos, I'm like, nah, that can't be. That's got to be from like a movie or something. You know? <laughs> but no, apparently people were just dropping dead, even though it didn't happen anywhere else in the world. But, uh, uh, you know, people just falling like flies. Crazy. I don't know, man. I was bugging, bro. I was border Chinatown. I was like, I was on like my rooftop pacing. My fucking uh, my room. I was living in, I was, I was living with a bunch of Chinese people. Mm -hmm. Because uh, a little known fact, if you ever want a cheap place in Manhattan. Chinatown, 100%. Yeah, yeah, but you type in room in Chinese. You go to Google Translate. You put room in Chinese in Craigslist. Okay. You get, you, that's when you get the Chinese deals, bro. It was like $600 for a fucking you know, private room. I was like, damn. For a private like, room? Yeah, yeah but about? you have roommates, but the roommates. 
roommates are all Chinese. So it's kind of like you live alone anyway, because I can't fucking speak Chinese. Yeah, so uh, it was, you know, fucking nice, nice little neighborhood, bro. But uh, my roommate was like coughing. I was like, yeah, oh, dude, it was nuts. Was so funny. Well, you were racist or something? No, nah, Chinese, nah, nah. you're going to die? No, were, bro. Were, I was just, bigot? I'm bored of Chinatown, you're bigot? bro. You're fucking bigot here? Oh, no. no. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm bored of fucking Chinatown, bro. I'm like, if it's going to land anywhere, it's going to land in Chinatown in Manhattan first, bro. Like, come on, it's the most fucking like it's most used like port for these motherfuckers. Uh-huh. You, uh, you hear about that uh, that CCP ran police station they had in uh in Chinatown? No. Yeah, bro. CCP had like private police in there, like running like a little secret police department. In really? Chinatown. When was this? This was recent, bro. This was like maybe like six months ago that they disclosed this. Oh damn. Yeah, bro. Like China's been they've been infiltrated us, bro. People think it was just this balloon. Nah, well, like, they almost are the real estate. Well, the they own. It's not even just that. They got Biden by the balls, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? They're, they're, this, this guy took millions in bribes from from China. Like it's a documented fact. Like, yeah. The media's like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's he's <laughs> such a good guy. His son doing coke. Come on, come on. He doesn't do coke. It's gotta be somebody else's. I'm like, bro, there's literally a laptop that you can go and go to Biden. Biden I never for- understood the mythos around this laptop. I don't yeah. know, I'm, not, I'm not like too. So then, boy, I'm about yeah. to take you down. All right, bring me, bring me down to, the I'm rabbit hole, bro. We're, we're chilling. chilling. It's not even a rabbit hole. Music one, but <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like a rabbit hole, bro. It's basically like the surface at this point. If you actually open your freaking eyes, the so basically this is what happened, right? Hunter Biden. I don't know if you know the story of this kid. I just, I just know that he like should really stop taking fucking selfies when he's getting hookers. Yeah, he's kind of bugged out, that guy. Yeah, he's, he's a little he's bugged kind, out. He's kind yeah. of bugged out. He t- he had a laptop. Strange art as well. Checked out his art exhibit. I didn't go in person, but I was like, oh. Yeah. I, which I don't understand why everybody, when they get to like some form of controversy, they just slowly get into painting. You know what I mean? Fucking. Because they're losing like, their mind. They get that energy <laughs> like, somewhere, like, I guess. Like George Zimmerman starts fucking doing, uh, just starts doing yeah. fucking fine art painting. Hunter Biden's got a fucking thing rocking. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, maybe Shia, I don't know if Shia LaBeouf did one, but whatever. Fucking. Anyway. Everybody got some controversy and everybody mm-hmm. like starts picking up paint for some yeah. reason. But basically what this, uh, is calling what this laptop was, was the, that uh, Joe Biden's, I mean, Hunter Biden went to this laptop shop. He dropped it off, said, hey, I need to get my laptop repaired. Mm. And, um, he completely forgot to pick it up because he's a freaking crackhead, right? Mm. So they contacted him multiple times and were like, yo, come and get your laptop. Never came and got his laptop, right? So the dude finished the uh, data recovery and, you know, after a certain period of time, it was like past the statute of limitations. It's like now his property now, right? So he yeah. starts going on the laptop and seeing what the hell's on there. Yeah. And he finds tons of emails yeah. between him and different dignitaries and business owners and board executives in Ukraine. Like this guy had a job, and, um, like he had a job as an advisor for Burisma, an energy company in Ukraine. Mm. You wonder why we're in the fucking Ukrainian war. It's to try and cover up for this guy's piece of shit, mm. right? So he's out here, he's out here in uh, in Ukraine on the board of on the board of directors with uh, Burisma, making fifty thousand dollars a month, mm. right? As an energy consultant, not an advisor, but an, same thing, I guess. Mm. And he has no experience in energy. You were in the Navy. You got kicked out of the Navy because you were caught smoking crack after thirty days in past mm. boot camp. Right. No energy experience. You're on there. Your father was the vice president in the White House at the time. Barack Obama sent him over to send Joe Biden to Ukraine. This is in 2014. And he's like, uh, you need to give eight billion dollars to Ukraine for military aid. If you don't know this, the Azov Battalion, look it up. They're actual Nazis that are inside the Ukrainian military. Mm. Legitimate Nazis. Look it up. Mm. Right. Azov Battalion went over there, gave these guys eight billion. Was supposed to give them eight billion dollars to do this CIA ran coup that overthrew the Ukrainian government and installed this puppet 
put Zelensky in there eventually. Mm. But um, they uh, when when Joe Biden got over there, he was like, uh, "Hey, if you don't give, if you don't fire the prosecutor that's investigating my son, his son was on the board, and they were like, "Yo, there's something shady going on with this company." They started investigating it. Mm. Joe Biden, as the vice president, said, "Like, if you don't fire the prosecutor that's investigating my son, I'm not giving you the eight billion dollars." Right, mm. and this was legal money that Joe, that Obama actually promised. Nothing wrong in that transaction. He tries to give them the eight billion dollars as well. You can't do that. Obama said it's good. It's like, well, I said it's not good. If you don't fire the son of a bitch, you're, you're not getting the money. Mm. Right? This guy, Joe Biden, you can actually find a video on, uh, actually on my podcast, episode 12. Check that one out. We talk about that one, about, and we even play the video. He's in, the, he's in front of the Council of Foreign Relations bragging and telling jokes about how he strong-armed a sovereign country as the vice president who has mm-hmm. no executive authority mm-hmm. to do something like that. You strong-armed a sovereign country to fire a prosecutor that was doing their own independent investigation into your son who was committing crimes inside of that country, who was receiving funds for, some, for, for reasons unknown while they were tying and funneling that money back to Joe Biden himself. Mm. Right. So had that guy fired, had him replaced... Right. Money that the president ordered for Ukraine to have, you stood against that. You stood against that. So your son wouldn't go to jail. Mm. Not only that, your son was also receiving millions and millions of dollars from China. Mm. And not only that, but in your emails, you're Mm. talking about how you have to give 10 percent to the big guy who you later find out after reading enough of those emails that the big guy is Joe Biden. Mm. Right, so you've probably Wait, that's seen, in the that's in that's the emails. in the emails in the like you laptop. You gotta throw up to the big guy. Oh yeah. Oh. So th- now there's there, there's accusations that Hunter Biden was with underage children. Right, I can't confirm the age of any of the people that were inside those uh, laptops. Their faces are obscured. Now that the laptop's available, you go to BidenMediaLaptop.com. Every single picture, every single text message that was on his iPhone, every single email, every single everything that this guy's ever freaking put on that laptop, you can see it for yourself. Like, there's no reason to lie about this. Like, if you don't look at this, you're just a fucking sheep that believes the media at this mm-hmm. point because it's public. It's super public right now, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, like it's it's nuts, bro. How is it confirmed though? How do they? Confirm, How's it confirmed? Like that? Uh, that that is like the this is like. Part of like a thing is like, is it from the dude who had the fucking laptop? Like, so, so, like so this is what happened. Guy? So, like, this is know. so this is what happened, right? The guy that had the laptop, he initially went to the FBI, yeah, and was like, "Yo, the president's, I mean, the vice president's son is doing some crazy stuff on his laptop," and they turned a blind eye, right? Oh, we don't want to talk about it. We don't even want to look at it. Yeah. We don't want to acknowledge this. So. He passed the laptop, he passed the hard drive over to, I believe, don't quote me on this one, but I believe he passed it to Rudy Giuliani, and Rudy Giuliani was trying to get it over to the FBI. FBI didn't want to take a look at it, Mm. right? Then that laptop got to a couple of different people. The way that I first, like I saw what was on that hard drive before um, it was put on Biden Media Laptop. There were a couple of people that I knew politically that had copies of the hard drive, started reading it. Matt Gates, Congressman Matt Gates, shout out to Congressman Matt Gates. He had the laptop and he went in front of a in, in front of a congressional hearing and started saying like hey this right here is the biden laptop right mm-hmm. this is the hard drive this is a copy of the hard drive right i am entering it today in the congressional record mm-hmm. right so now it's it's a fact right it's an absolute fact at yeah. this point bro like your son was doing this he's on video smoking crack he's on video doing all kinds of crazy shit yeah. he's making audio recordings to his little his, his his brother's little daughter sending her inappropriate pictures and doing things while he's naked and all kinds of crazy this yeah. shit is a fact bro yeah. you know what i mean and the media is working overtime to try and protect this guy so that they can protect joe biden and ensure that joe biden continues to destroy the fucking country mm. 
Yeah, but the guy's been the guy's been compromised. They'll mm. tell you Donald Trump had some documents in Mar-a-Lago. As president, you can declassify documents, by the way, mm. right? Yet Joe Biden literally does the exact same thing. And on three different occasions, they found classified documents in his home and one of his Corvettes. And I believe the last one was like in a school or something like that. Oh, it's no big deal. But Trump, we got to destroy Trump. Yeah, we got to get rid of him. Donald Trump makes a phone call to Ukraine while he's the president, and he says, yo, I need some information about uh, what happened here. Like, what happened with this this prosecutor? Did you ever listen to the audio of nah, the phone call? Yeah, so they're like, they're like, oh. Oh, what the, oh the, the new one with Trump and the... No, 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 not oh, that oh, one. Not that oh. one. That's also nonsense. But I'm talking about the one where... I'm, I'm talking about the one that he got impeached over, right? Where they said that, like, oh, you were trying to strong arm a foreign country by trying to get involved in their in, in their affairs by telling them. Because he basically called them. The, the, the audio is available on, on social media. CNN put it out like it was some evil thing. Yeah. He basically said, this is what he said. He was like, listen, man, I've heard that there's there was something nefarious going on with the president's son in the Ukraine, and I want to get some information on that. Like, what can you tell me? And they just have a discussion about what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. And they said, he's he's interfering in, 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 a, in a foreign country. He must impeach him he's a terrible person you listen to the phone call as president your job is not only to ensure the protection and the safety of this country but it's also uphold the law if we had an elected official that was in here committing crimes and they were taking bribes as president it is your job to ensure that something is done about that Hmm. there's nothing wrong about this right Hmm. but the entire media everything completely got weaponized against trump whether you like the guy or not whether you hate the guy or not these are facts yeah no i I do agree i was actually talking to my roommate the other day about it with the the difference between like when trump was in office we were on like constant like alert like it was like there was like a notification of every single like everything fucking, he did. every single trump movement stepped in the sand no, 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 it, was, it, was like, it was every single second there was like yeah it was like an alert like like it was like a live feed of like the, and it's like I, I didn't even have twitter at the time fucking like uh i don't even know any fucking like state of the union or anything that's like happened in like the biden administration I, like i have no there's no like it's like once in a while there'd be like this is a thing and then like the president comes on but it's been very like really quiet he also, <laughs> he also doesn't like, answer questions it's just like you know it's just like the bloopers honestly i get like you know you get like once in a while you get like the oops he fell again or it's like yeah. oh he's just stammering and doing all this shit but like i don't really get the uh i don't get the like we don't have like the same like pulse that we used to have or the same like fucking play-by-play tracking like that was like right. constantly going on when the trump administration was going on man yeah, it's just it's been really, really quiet for the past four years. Well, because <laughs> like, they, I mean, because like, listen, the guy when he goes up there and he speaks, he doesn't answer questions from the media. He reads from cue cards and even messes those up. And as soon as questions are asked, up, oh, I'm off the stage. I can't answer those questions. So, who do you think is a promising, uh, like a promising like, candidate for the next uh, election that's coming? Trump, hundred percent. Uh, Trump is going. Hundred percent. Yeah, you think you think it's going to be like a, a whole thing like that? I know they're like trying to like silence motherfucker. Yeah. Like, cause, uh, but like. You're just going straight Trump, or is like DeSantis? DeSantis is no, if he comes up no. now. You see, I like DeSantis at first, but at this point, looking at what DeSantis is doing and looking at the people that are donating to him, like the Jeb Bushes, the George Bush, oh, he's Romney, a super this, PAC no, like you've got all these establishment. Oh, these establishment rhino republicans these neocons that want to constantly send us back into war all the guys that voted for all this bullshit mm. the people that we don't want to be america first we got to be tolerant of everything else and i'm like mm. bro this is our country we have to be first what the hell are you talking about mm. you know like that's what i believe it's like people you're a racist for america fuck you this is my country mm. i want to be first mm. we have to be first we're the we're the greatest country on the freaking planet mm. why would we not be first you want sweden to be first mm. it's never gonna happen <laughs> i mean they're getting taken over by a bunch of illegals alien into their country so no, it's not gonna happen 
<laughs> well, yeah. Jesus, damn, you're like tuned, bro. Oh, like, bro. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, but Sweden is now the rape capital of Europe. I don't know if you know that, bro. Nah, bro. Yeah, I, I bro. Don't, I don't <laughs> the most rap. Look up. We're on with different YouTube yeah. playlists, bro. Well, well, you're, you're probably not going to find that crap on YouTube. Anyway, so you can find articles, though. But, uh, but uh, yeah, man. It's terrible, bro. It's terrible what's <laughs> happening over there. crazy, bro. But, uh, you know, just kind of the kind of the backtrack because we kind of went a little off into the no, deep end here. No, it's all good, bro. Yeah, dude. But, yeah. Uh, with, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, it's all good, bro. You're fucking... With this race, in, in 2020 when I ran the first time, I, I actually beat Dr. Castillo's record and ended with 31.4% of the vote, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that was right. monumental because I was a freaking nobody. Yeah. Right? And what, what helped me take things to another level was like I took a lot of my marketing ability and the things that I know and advertised a lot on social yeah. media came up with a lot of viral videos and things like that because uh everybody's home everybody's on their phone that's what my logic was i can't knock doors i can't get out there but everyone's definitely on their phone yeah right so i used you know i talked Leveraged. about the things i wanted to do and put that stuff out there so with ending with that um i i wasn't gonna run again in 2022 but uh, a lot of people were like no 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 no, bro like you did really well yeah. against this guy you gotta run again right so I ran again in 2022. This time, um, I did things a little bit differently. I was outside a heck of a lot more, knocking more doors, talking with a lot of people. Every single Saturday, we were out knocking doors, talking with people, meeting people on the streets, going mm -hmm. to events, crashing the Democrat events and showing up and you know doing what we needed to do. And uh, we were able to raise a, not a lot of money. We raised about, like what, 300 grand in that race versus mm -hmm. Bill Pascrell, who had like 4 million or something like that at the time. He had like 4 million with like 300 grand. We were, I, I was able to put out about four or five viral videos, it was on news, probably every news station except CNN, because they don't want anybody like me on there, mm. you know, um, did that several times, and um, we ended in 2022 with 43.6% of the vote. Word. So no, oh, wow. I want oh, you to understand shit. this. I want you to understand this. No Republican in the past 30 years has ever done that in the ninth district, ever. Right, so I beat the previous record, then I beat my own record, and I'm gonna beat this guy in 2024. Mark my words, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of this old man. Not physically, politically, I'm going to beat this man. You know, because the people are sick and tired of this. You're 86 years old, you've been in politics for about, what, 34 years? Before congressperson, you were Mayor of Patterson, before Mayor of Patterson, you were on the Board of Ed, and before that, you were a teacher. Your whole entire life, you've been in politics, other than your little stint as a teacher back in like the 70s or 80s or something, right? Yeah. You're a lifelong politician, you're out of touch, you have no idea what's going on right now, you read from a script, you have teenagers running your social media, you don't show up to events unless you get the mic to go and give a spiel where you talk about how much you hate Trump, but you don't talk about any of the things you're trying to do to actually make the district a better place mm. right you're you're harping on about Ticketmaster and how Ticketmaster is gouging prices while our freaking economy is falling apart right now mm. right gas prices are through the roof food is through the roof economic opportunity is the lowest it's ever been they'll tell you build back better is working but do you see anything working mm. prices have gone up they're not going down under this specific economy mm. and the average person is starting to see that so in 2020 and in 2022, both times, he completely avoided debating me. He will never debate me. You know why he will never debate me? Because not only am I sharp, but mm. I will tear this guy to pieces with what I know. He looked at me in 2020 like I'm some stupid young kid that doesn't know what they This is just like some stupid black kid with dreadlocks from the fourth ward of Patterson. What the hell mm. is he going to do, right? 
Then I start talking. The people resonate. The people hear what I'm talking about. You know what? I do want to hear what you have to say against Bill Pascrell. It got to the point that in 2022, people would go to Bill Pascrell's events and they talk with them like, hey, Bill, what's up? Like one of the guys took a, a selfie video like, hey, Bill, like, how's it going? Like, yeah, you know, thanks for supporting the vets or whatever. And it's like, yeah, so when are you going to debate Billy Prepper and stop running? Like, so people would like make this guy. Oh, guy's, they make it. They <laughs> yeah, say, oh, that's crazy. People would, like, I, I never told anyone to do that. Right? Yeah, I never told yeah, anyone yeah. to do that. But people would literally go out there and try and make his life difficult. You know? start the Billy Prempe challenge on TikTok. Yeah, like, like, go, go, go find Bill Pascal and challenge him to a debate with Billy. You know, but uh, 2024, <laughs> if this guy doesn't debate me, he's only going to hurt himself even further. But the truth is, like, what what could he possibly debate? What could he possibly say? Even I mean, if, it up like it's a boxing. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. No, though. <laughs> like, it's 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 the truth though. It's like people say like, oh, you're you're going a little too hard on this old man. No, 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 bro. You need to understand something. I'm 33 years old. My parents came here for an opportunity. That mm. opportunity is gone. Right? That mm. opportunity is gone. This old man is continuing to push the same exact policies that have evaporated this this opportunity to begin with. Mm. If I don't stand up and fight for this, or if none of these young people that I know of actually stand up and fight for these kind of stuff, what country do we have? Mm. What future have I got? With inflation going as high as it is right now, interest rates are so high, the average person is probably never going to be able to buy a home in the United States. Arizona iced tea is $1.50. I'm saying, bro. Like, And I love this drink. My favorite. They had no choice, and they held it down for, for years, uh. man. Shout out to Arizona for, for doing that. But it's like look at the situation we're in right now man we're in this situation because you're 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 not actually you are not bringing modern ideas to the country right like some of the ideas that i brought to the table for example the revive america plan right you can check this out on billyprempa.com revive america plan it was a plan that would have taken a lot of these derelict factories you see inside mm -hmm. all across our district and not just in our district all across our country right mm -hmm. you got manufacturing powerhouses like in michigan and ohio and different places like this that are no longer being used right what if we give businesses a tax incentive where they will receive tax incentives for every single person that they hire within the county that these factories exist in if they hire those people and pay them a decent wage mm. right you get the tax incentive for doing that the people locally are able to get high paying jobs you're able to revitalize our marketing i mean re revitalize our, our manufacturing industry in this country you provide jobs for many people our country booms right mm. it's common sense why are we giving everything to china when we have the opportunity here mm. right in fact there's some places like fuyao i don't know if you're familiar with this company fuyao they make a uh, they make um this wind. is in patterson no 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 this is in this is in detroit i believe okay. it is they make windshields, right? It's a Chinese company. They moved many of their factories to, to the United States under Donald Trump mm. because taxes were cheaper for them to do business in the United States than it was to do in China. Mm. So, oh, yeah, I actually brought the jobs back. Ain't that something? Yeah. Ain't that something? It's a, a novel concept, right? Yeah. It's a freaking novel concept. When Maytag and all those companies wanted to go down to Mexico, and they're like, oh, we're going to move our companies to Mexico because it's cheaper. And Trump said, you go to Mexico and you try and sell it back to the United States, you're going to have to pay a higher tariff. It is what it is. Mm. So either you're going to be with America or you're going to be with them. And guess what they did? They came back. Mm. Right? It's only common sense, right? It mm. only benefits us. While the media will say he's being an isolationist, he's not helping our country. We need to bring jobs back, mm. right? Freedom of education plan. It's a second plan that I came up with, right? Freedom of education plan as a, as a kid growing up I'm locked you're locked into a zip code so where you want to go to school you can't go to a certain school on the other side of it you, mm -hmm. I, like if I'm in Patterson I can't go to school in Fairlaw mm -hmm. I got to do it in Patterson I got to do it in one of these places right mm -hmm. but if the parent has an the, echo effect right if the parent has the means to do that why not right but knowing 
in 2020, when I, I pushed for school choice, you know, the NJEA and many of these other groups came for my neck, like, ah, he wants charter schools. He doesn't want to. So, so I said, okay, fine. These guys don't want charter schools. They don't want that kind of school choice. So what can we do to make public schools just as good, if not better, than the charter schools, right? Mm. Bring trade programs to all the public schools. Well, how do we bring all these trade programs to our public schools if our public schools don't have the buildings or the facilities to allow these kind of things to happen? You bring the industries into schools, right? If you are in charge of, let's say, carpentry company, right? Mm -hmm. Marvin also owns a carpentry company. My girlfriend over there owns a, a carpentry company. Every single one of you guys own a company, right? Mm -hmm. And John F. Kennedy High School, they say, hey, we're looking for a carpentry company. I mean, we're looking for a carpentry program inside of our school, right? You three businesses now have to have to give the most presentable offer to the school, right? Whoever wins it, let's say, hey, I'll, I'll bring in one sawmill to your school, right? Anything that's donated to that school, they can write off 100% if they win that contract, right? Mm. You can either... Hey, I'll give you that sawmill. You say, nah, you know what? I'll do something better. I'll knock down these two walls. I'll build an entire I'll buy build an entire shop. I'll even give you one of my employees, full staff, that I will continue to pay. Mm. Every single thing that you invest into this school, you can write off 100%. Mm. Now the school has a trade program that otherwise would have never existed. The business benefits because they're saving on their taxes, and why the hell not? They're investing in the future anyway, so it's not like you lost the money in taxes. Mm. It reduces the tax burden for the homeowner because instead of our homeowner, instead of our our taxes going to a crappy education system, we can actually have a little bit more of a, of a say in where our money's going. A lot of this stuff is being subsidized by these businesses that want to take advantage of that program to begin with, hmm. right? The parents benefit because their children are getting a quality education, and at the very least, if they're not getting a quality education, they're leaving schools with job-ready skills that are needed right now. Our country's falling apart, our infrastructure is falling apart, and we need someone to fill those kinds of jobs. And that's what the Revive America plan, I mean, that's what the uh, Freedom of Education plan would have done, right? right? The 8-10-12 plan, another one, term limits in Congress. Term limits in Congress, term limits in the Senate. It's very simple, right? President is limited to eight years. Congress limited to ten years. Senate limited to two to two terms of six, right? Twelve years, right? There's currently no term limit. There's no term limits. Mm -hmm. This guy, Bill Pascrell, has been in Congress for what 20, 25, 27 years, and he's eighty six years old. There's, there, he's not even the oldest, bro. Freaking Nancy Pelosi, if I'm not mistaken, she's been in Congress for like thirty seven years, bro. Really? And she's like about to freaking croak damn near, mm. right? You have lifelong politicians, so new ideas can't get in there. And the longer they stay in there, the more entrenched they become. And the more entrenched they become, the more corruption that they can do, the more people they control, and the more they can actually stay there and keep enriching themselves, mm. right? How the heck did these politicians who get a salary of $170,000 a year end up in Congress for like 20, 30 years, and then they got a, a net worth of like $100 million? How the hell did that happen? Mm -hmm. How did that happen? You know what I mean? Like, What? We've been paying Zach. What, what are you doing? Nancy Pelosi is literally taking trades. Speaking fees, bro. Yeah, she's she's taking trades right now, bro. That's public. Mm -hmm. You can literally go on Reddit and be yeah, like, yeah, Nancy yeah, Pelosi's, Pelosi's trades. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and, and people are like, well, no, I don't got a problem with that. It's nuts, right? Those yeah. those There's like a trade tracker. The guy's called like trade tracker, where it was like if a politician makes a trade, you could like follow the fucking yeah. trade. Yeah. Yeah. It was like beat the market or some yeah. shit. It's like R beat the market or some shit. Because like if 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 you wouldn't allow the president to do more than eight years, I don't understand a congressperson who does a two year term, right? Why aren't why aren't they limited to five consecutive terms? Right, ten years is more than enough time to kind of make some decisions, get your policy pushed. And if you don't get your policy done in ten years, you suck as a politician. Am mm -hmm. I right? Mm -hmm. Right. You got ten years. There's no reason why you can't get that done. Instead, we've got politicians kicking the can down the road and extending it and dragging people along for these votes for things they have no intention of ever voting for. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why we have this problem. Same with the Senate.
What are, what are their arguments, or what are the arguments that you've heard on this? Oh, there's a lot of back and forth politics, and, you know, this team doesn't want that. They want to compromise with this. So it's all theater, bro. Mm. It's all theater at the end of the day. Everything. Because I'm like, theater, if you bro. really want to get something <laughs> done, you'll do it, bro. Like me, I'm running for office not because I want to be famous or I want to I, I, I be some freaking rich guy. Bro, like this country is about to fall apart. You right? want to make a change. If I can get all of my policies, and this is just like maybe three or four that I told you so far, if I can get all of my policies passed through, bro in the first term or even the second or third term i'm done i'm leaving congress bro mm. i'm 33 i want to live my life bro mm. you know what i'm saying i want to travel enjoy what i got to do right i'll leave you with this last plan that i've got right do you believe elections are secure in the united states nah, maybe like a 65 percent secure yeah, 65% out of 100. I give it like 40%. Okay. I, I'd say they're about 40% secure, especially, I mean, you can check out the live streams on my page, bro. Like, these guys were locking polling doors, locking polling doors. Plug it at the end, game. bro. I got you. Plug, yeah. we'll plug all the links at the end. Because we can oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so like they, they, they're they they're locking doors at polling stations, electioneering outside, putting ca campaign the COVID flyers one was in a little, there. I was very skeptical of with the mail-in ballots. I was very skeptical of that. First time in American history, right? Yeah. So. So here's what I here's what I propose, right? You familiar with blockchain technology? Yes. Okay, good. So I don't have to explain it. Fantastic. You already understand how it works, right? Public ledger, immutable, cannot be changed. Once it's there, it's there. Yeah. At a certain time, the blockchain can lock, right? Yeah. All my life, by 8 p.m., polls close. It is what it is, right? Yeah. We didn't have to wait one week, two weeks before we count all the vote by. Just that the transactions happened, are in stone right? at that point. Digital stone. So. I believe voter ID is possible, right? They say, oh, we can't because it's racist because most black people don't know where to get it, right? That's what a lot of these Democrats will go out and say, like, oh, mm. there's, there's black people in areas where they don't have access to that. Like, they can't get on the bus and go to the DMV right there on Broadway, for example, mm. right? Absolutely possible, but that shows how low they think of black people, right? Mm. You can go out there, and, and, and the way, the, the way our, our, our ID system is set up now with the real ID, I don't know if you have that yet, but pretty soon everybody's going to have to get the real ID, Right? The DMV should work in partnership with the states, right? And the and, and and for people that don't have driver's licenses, they can also have their IDs that way, right? If the person cannot afford to get an ID, there's no reason why the Department of Homeland Security can't subsidize that. We're already subsidizing millions for a bunch of illegals, and many of these illegals are getting driver's licenses right now mm. in the state of New Jersey. So we absolutely have the money to give every single person an ID. In my parents' home country in Ghana, you cannot vote without a voter ID. Mm. In many countries outside the United States, you cannot vote without a voter Voter ID, but they'll convince the Americans, the most sophisticated nation, at least in my lifetime, that I've seen, that we can get voter ID for every single person, right? Mm. So, if you've got the real ID, you partner that with the with uh, with the with blockchain technology. Mm. Everyone has a voter ID number as well, too, right? You associate that voter ID number with your driver's license, right? So, if you want to use a vote by mail, you have a unique number and a unique identifier, the same way you have a pass key that only you would know, yeah, for yeah. example, right? Same would be on your phone, whatever the case may be. You go out and you vote, and let's say you do a vote-by-mail ballot. That ballot is associated to your specific number that you have receipts and record for, mm. right? So 8 p.m., those ballots close, or, or even if, you're, even if you're, your, your ballot came in late, right, it's tracked back to you. We can know exactly who voted and who did not vote at a certain period of time. Mm. We can't have a whole bunch of ghost ballots that no one can actually confirm or, or determine where they came from flooding in, and you don't know who's who or who did what. The only problem I see with that man is that uh, you got the dinosaurs who won't even like. Right, we're not that's, 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 that's 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 why the ID that's why the ID is critical. Okay. 
Because whether you understand how the blockchain technology works or not, your voter ID encrypted inside of that, that number that's associated with your ID, if you go to vote in person or if you vote by mail, that ballot is mailed to you directly associated with your number that only you can mail. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you could also verify that on a blockchain yourself, whether it's been done by you or not, mm -hmm. right? And, if it, and, and on top of that, once that ID, I mean, once that, 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 that ballot is in the mail, as soon as that time locks, nothing else can come through and change that blockchain. No one can go and stuff ballots at 3 a.m. like what happened for Joe Biden on 2020, mm -hmm. right? Hundreds of thousands of ballots coming in like, like overnight mm -hmm. at like 4 in the morning when polls are supposed to be closed. Mm -hmm. You can't do that on a blockchain system. I see nothing unreasonable about that. And if they say, oh, we can't do that because, you know, dinosaurs don't understand that I have a second plan, right? If they don't want to do that, mm. vote by video, right? What type of phone do you have? iPhone 11 plus. How do you access your bank account? Uh, TD Bank, mostly. mostly. So, so how do you unlock it? App, what do you mean? Uh, I just, I, I do pen. I still do pen. You still do pen? Okay. Yeah, I still do pen. Do I, don't, I don't do that stuff. I don't like you that. You don't do that? I don't like that. I don't like that. Fair technology. enough. They already got your face, though. I know. You know what I mean? Okay. Fair enough. But they, they already I got wear, your face. I wear a ski mask every time I ask. Yeah, right. my phone, so they know exactly who you are, right? <laughs> if you unlock your... There's people that trust their entire bank account with just their irises from their iPhone, right? Yeah. People that have little crappy $20, $30... Android Nokia's, phones that can yeah. lock that can unlock their phones, right? Yeah. The freaking government will give you a phone if you ask for a phone, right? Or you can go to a library and get a phone, right? Phones are accessible. Yeah. Even if it's even if I don't have a phone, it's like, yo, I didn't vote yet. Let me borrow your phone, right? Yeah. Only I have this face. Yeah. Only I am the person that could potentially cast this vote, right? So I kick I pull that up, vote for my phone. It's me. Yeah. There's no way to fraud that. If you try and fraud with the mask or something, it's a video. You're not real. Yeah. Right, and the technology is super sophisticated today. What about deep fakes and shit like that. It's impossible to deep fake if it's in real time. Okay, it's in real time. Oh, so, so what what would it be? You're you're talking about like our vote by video, but like it's not a submission of a video. It's like more of like a live stream type of situation. I like guess you could, I guess you could say that. So like while you're looking at the phone, while while you're actually checking it out, it's constantly scanning your face to make sure that it is you who you say you are. Right. Yeah. That's also so. So now, let's say you take that same information, you also lock that onto a blockchain as well, too. It's impossible to change. Mm. We know for a fact that Matt voted. Mm. How do we know? His face is there. It's locked on a blockchain. It's associated to his ID, and it's impossible to change. It was definitely Matt that voted. Mm. Billy can't take Matt's phone and be like, "I'm voting for Matt." No, you're not Matt. Mm. You're Billy Prempa. Mm. You vote for Billy Prempa, and it is what it is. Mm. Right. So there's a lot of solutions to fix the security of our country. Whether people believe our election is is secure or not. It, the, the, the solution is possible right now, mm. right? So if you start to see a lot of these politicians saying like, oh, they're trying to, to, to harm people from voting and they want to like be racist and stop black people from voting and all this bullshit, why have they not come up with any of these innovative solutions? Because they're all a bunch of dinosaurs. Mm. Not only are they a bunch of dinosaurs, they want to maintain the status quo at the exact same time. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm. That's why people are resonating with me. It's like, this guy came up with an idea I didn't even think of, right? Seems mm. pretty interesting. Some people You're a disruptor. May, it's a disruptor, yeah. right? And there's some people are like, well, it may not be, you know, an idea that I support, but I, people, everybody that I know, from the most radicalist liberal to the most hardcore conservative, they like at least one of the policies that I have to say, at least one.
Mm. Right. And that's all I care about. Right. So long as I can get you to support at least one thing. Right. You don't have to agree with me on everything. One thing I want everybody to agree with me on, at least, is that the system's got to change. Mm. The same old people got to change. There's a lot of fucking scumbags in the Republican Party. I'll be the first person to tell you the Republican Party actually tried to hurt me in my election. bro. So I wasn't just running against the Democrats. I'm running against the Republican Party as well, mm. too, because the Republican Party. Yeah, we'll give you the no well, technically the party didn't give me the nomination. The voters gave me the nomination. Right. Mm. That actually voted for me. While some of the party will try and blindside me, they'll try and spread nonsense news, they'll try and drag me in the media, they'll try and do all this stuff. The media would call me and tell me nonsense, and I'd make them a fool on live stream. Mm. You know, live stream all their stupidity to the rest of the world. So it's like everything they try and throw at me, I'm Teflon. Mm. Not because I'm, you know, I think I'm better than anybody, but it's like I understand how you people are going to operate. You're not going to tell the truth, mm. right? And I'm not going to back down because the average politician will run away, they'll back down, they won't answer the tough questions or get in front of people and, and, and say the things that need to be said. I'm going to say that kind of stuff. Mm. Last year, this guy, Bill Pascro, he's talking about how, oh, there's a mailer that came out in Patterson, which is total nonsense, that went to everybody's house talking about how how affirmative action is racist and blah, 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 blah. They're making it difficult for black people to vote. It's got all these black people up there pandering. And then Assemblyman Benji Wimberly says, like, oh, I don't see none of those Republicans that are running, that are out here in Patterson, that are saying all this stuff. They're, they're not out here to come and condemn this or condemn any of this nonsense. That's because the Republicans don't care about you, right? I'm at home laying in my boxers when I hear this. I'm watching the live stream right there in front of the Patterson court. I'm like, what? Mm. Bro, I got I got dressed, got in my car, turned on the live stream. I'm like, yo, guys, I'm about to go crash this, right? So I go, I pull up. <laughs> bro, I pull up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, you asked for a Republican? What's up? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you can watch the news cameras. This happened, dog. So, so I, <laughs> yo, I got to get this clip. So I pull up. Yeah, check it out. It, it was, um, it's an audio-only podcast. So I, 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 I got to get this clip. It, it, was like, it, was like, it was like November or something what's like up? that. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, you asked for a Republican? I'm here, man. Like, So, so what's, what's up? What are you saying? I was like, you wanted somebody? Fucking Denzel in training. Baby. <laughs> I'm like, you, you call somebody to condemn it condemn it like now mind you i thought it was just like the patterson camera that was live streaming when i went there bro yeah. there was a bunch of local news outlets that were there that were also live streaming at that same time <laughs> so while they're trying to give their speech i'm like y'all don't listen to these people. these people are freaking race baiters oh i are full of crap i didn't put out that letter none of the candidates that are running on a slate wrote that letter and while this guy's race baiting and talking about all this racist nonsense what he won't tell you is that me the 6-2 african dude from the 4-4 to patterson with dreadlocks i am at the top of the ticket as the republican candidate that's challenging him this man is lying to you and he's race baiting you and bill pascal starts shivering mm. shivering like oh my god i was not expecting this guy to show up you're damn right stop lying to the fucking people mm. stop lying and then when people see things like they're like well that guy's actually gonna fight for me you're damn right i'm not just fighting for you guys i'm fighting for me too mm. right i something needs to be done mm. and that's why i decided to do what i'm doing bro and i i intend on on running hard in 2024 taking us to the end zone and and um Passing as much legislation as I possibly can so I can continue to live my life. One more recap on those policies. So there's quite a ton of them. There's, there's, uh, there's a ton of them. Uh, whatever ones, whatever so, ones that were explained. Revive America plan, the Freedom of Education plan, the 81012 plan, the American Dream plan, which is my plan for actually dealing with the... Uh, actually, I'll tell you about the American Dream plan. The American Dream plan is a plan that I've got for people that are inside of the United States that are here illegally. Mm. but are currently working illegally, mm. right? So here's how the American Dream Plan works, right? If you're an employer and you are and you have someone that's working for you and they're illegal, right, you can get in a lot of trouble right now, right? Mm. The way the plan works is this. Like, if that guy's been working with you 
and that person has a verifiable work history, like like people that can vouch, that have documentation or anything, like not just word for it, but you can actually have documentation and you have to swear on this, right? I got this idea from from the way politics work in Ghana, right? In Ghana, mm. my parents' country, if you don't have voter ID, before you can even vote, you need two people from the same village or town you're from to go before a judge and swear to God that this person is actually a Ghanaian mm. and he can vote, right? If that person is, if you're lying about this, all three of you are going to prison, mm. right? So I'm like, okay, I think that's fair. If someone, if you're working with someone and that person's illegal, like, okay, that person that's working for you, they are not going to get in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. if, they can, if they can prove a work history of at least five years while they're within the United States, if they apply for this program by a certain deadline, which hasn't been determined because the bill hasn't been passed yet, if they can apply for this program before that deadline actually crosses, that person has the opportunity to be on a path towards citizenship, right? Mm. As soon as they join that program, immediately they must begin paying taxes, right? None of this cash payment under the table shit. You got to start paying taxes. I'm not. I'm no fan of taxes, but if we're all getting screwed, you're getting screwed too, bro. Like we're not just going to screw you and you pay all of us. We, we pay you. That's nonsense to me, right? Mm -hmm. you, you start paying taxes into the system. You have to maintain a positive work history for at least 10 years, right? You can't get arrested, not even a freaking misdemeanor, mm -hmm. right? For 10 years and you'll be granted citizenship. You can either do that or you can serve in the United States military for six years and you'll be granted citizenship. Mm. You take either of those paths and you're in you're in the United States five years before this bill has been proven and you can, I mean, before this bill has been passed and you have a provable work history of five years, you have a path to citizenship. Democrats have not put a plan or for a path to citizenship on the table, neither have the Republicans. And that's because I don't think either side actually wants to do that, mm. right? But the truth be told, there's people that are in this country illegally that need help, man. Like they're, they're, in a, they're in a, between a rock and a hard place. It's fucked up. It's a mm. shitty situation, mm -hmm. right? That guy came from a better life you want a better life then pay into the better life like the rest of us mm. right don't come in here and commit crime because we already have enough crime here to deal with mm. right don't come in here and add to the welfare state because we can't even afford our own mm. right you have to do the same thing if you can't do that fight for us mm. show us how much you want to be an american if you want to if you if you can't come in the right way and you were already here first off it's going to cost way too much money for us to find every single illegal person and deport them Right. Mm. It's easier to bring them all the way. It's, it's easier to bring them out to the forefront and say, you know what? I'll volunteer for that program. I've mm. already been doing it the right way. Hell yeah, I'll do it the right way. I'll pay into that program. Do you have any idea how many illegals will say yes to a program like that? They don't have to hide in the shadows. You can work like a normal person. You can do what needs to be done. You just have to start paying. You cannot vote, though. Mm. If you vote, you're immediately kicked out of the country, bro. Mm. Immediately kicked out. Well, first, I think you should do some prison time and then you're kicked out of the country. Right. You cannot vote for those 10 years while you're in. Mm -hmm. Right? Can't do it. You're not a citizen. Mm -hmm. You think that's fair? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what would be fairer than that? Uh, I mean, I, I don't really have a, don't really have a rebuttal for it. Like, exactly I'm my like, point. No, I'm like, you know. I mean, right now they've got nothing. Yeah. And there is no proposal to give them anything. Serve or pay taxes. Mm. And do the right thing. Don't get in trouble. Word. All we're telling you is to be an upstanding citizen just like the rest of us. Right. And pay into the system just like the rest of us mm. or fight for our country. I think that's a fair offer for someone that's hiding in the shadows, throwing boxes, doing the shittiest work in the world. Mm. I think that's a pretty fair offer. Word. So the American dream plan. That's what it's called. Word. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Word, bro. Uh, where can we find you on social media? You can find me some guy named Bill on Instagram, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, Billy Prempe, Facebook, Billy Prempe. Um, website billyprampad.com um, we also have a podcast every Thursday 8pm Eastern Revive America on Rumble you're not going to find us on YouTube Twitch Facebook or any, we got banned on every single platform except for Rumble really? so yeah bro we got banned 
because we, we talk about stuff like this. Uh, right? They don't want people talking about this. We did episode nine. We mentioned hydroxychloroquine one time. You're probably gonna get banned for that. Uh, but just we, because, just because of the word. You think it's, it's that's, got, no? Oh, wow, that's, that's absolutely be, that's it's absolutely because of the word. Oh, that's man. what they said. <laughs> they, complete that shit. Yeah, they, they said they said they said, oh, you're spreading misinformation about about the COVID pandemic and this. We gotta t- we gotta take that down. Then episode eleven, I believe it was. We were talking about January sixth yeah. and the, the the tapes that that. Uh, that Tucker Carlson released yeah, that yeah, revealed yeah. that the guy that Bill Pascrell was always telling people, oh, the Republicans killed Officer Sicknick, hit him in the head with a fire hydrant. Total bullshit because you look at the body cam I and mean, you look at the video footage, you see him in the rotunda 45 minutes after he supposedly got hit in the head mm-hmm. and was in the hospital dying inside of the rotunda escorting people into the building. It's on fucking video. <laughs> right? And then we got banned for that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, bro. So you tell the truth, they'll shut you down. Billy Prempe, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Afternoon at five. <laughs> Stay beautiful, people. God bless you. <laughs> I just really have the best. Oh, my God. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, bro. Yeah, no.